0: Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track and today we're going to be talking about Adore, the final track from Sign of the Times. Uh, Also featured on the Hits 1, despite the fact it was never released as a single, and "Girl 6. Recorded on the 19th of November 1986 at Sunset Sound and released on the 30th of March 1987. On the track it is Prince playing pretty much everything apart from those wonderful saxophone and trumpet lines which are done by Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss. The track is 6 minutes 29 on the album. On the hits it appears as 4 minutes 39. I'm not quite sure why... I don't even understand why it's on the hits. I mean, I, I understand it got some radio play back in, like, 87, 88. But it's just odd that someone was... You know, there's no... None of the Batman songs are on the hits. And <laughs> Batdance was an actual number one. And yet, Here is a Door, which was nothing more than, like, a radio hit. I don't know. Uh, joining me to talk about this is Antu. Hello, Antu. Uh, hey, Darren. Now, I feel like we don't have to um kind of figure out what the genre for this song is. Because it feels to me like it's clearly a ballad.
1: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like a s- slower. Love ballad that people probably play while they're having sex, basically. Yeah, I believe the
0: phrase "baby making music" <laughs> is something that people kind of use. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um... Uh, before we move on, uh, can we just my theory about it being on the hits is that like it's such it's such a popular Prince song within the Prince fan base. Like he kind of had to like give a nod to its prominence in his catalog, you know.
0: Even though it's not a single, I mean, I guess. But the thing is, if you look at what's on like the hits one, you've got like um, you know when does cry. You've got pop life. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel for you, uh, uptown, which I think was a minor hit, but you know, uh, but you've got let's go crazy, which is also, you know was the number one as long as when does cry. Um, and 1999, and you know Alphabet Street, Sign of the Times, Thieves in the Temple. These are all like kind of diamonds and pearls. Seven. These are all like the big hits from the albums. Mm-hmm. And you know, you also have I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man for, cut, cut in half, basically for three minutes thirty-eight. <laughs> um, and then you have a door in there, like next to the kind of the new version that Prince did of Nothing Compares to You. And it's just really weird because. I don't know, because it was never released as a single. Uh, and and yet there it is. Um, and the thing is as well, it wasn't even... Because there was, you know... Um, there were a couple of songs that were released as singles um, from that. Obviously, you know, Peach you know, being the big hit from the, the hits. Um, yep. Pink Cashmere was also released as a single, but I don't think that really charted. But then there was also a re-release of Controversy with The Future as a B-side. But they didn't even do that with door. Like, I'd have understood it if they'd have put it on there and then released it as like um you know like a, a single to promote the hits the b-sides mm-hmm. but they didn't do that they just put it on there and it just sits there and i'm just like this is i mean i guess the fact that it was like you know a reasonably large, like a reasonably big radio hit
1: it's there in like four minutes it's like four minutes 30 maybe it's for like the people who want to make babies but don't have enough time to, like, listen to the <laughs> six-minute version.
0: Yeah, maybe Prince was like, look, I understand not all of us have got six minutes, you know, so <laughs> yeah. here you go. Here's a four-minute 39 <laughs> version of the song. Yeah, as the, as the final song for the Sign of the Times, you mm-hmm. know, it it was actually, it was, it was going to be the final song on um, uh, Crystal Ball, um, mm-hmm. so it being the final song here kind of makes sense to me. Um, because, you know, it does kind of feel like... not I mean, not in the same way that, like, Purple Rain did or, or you know, like, um, Temptation did, but it does kind of feel like a really good way to kind of close out an album, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, final album songs. I think it's probably one of the better ones that Prince has done.
1: Uh, I'd, I'd probably say it's the best album closer by Prince, easily. It's, like, it, I think, you know, it. it's just a song that, like... It's the song that Prince fans talk about that... Again, that hasn't that isn't a single. Like you know, pretty much across the board, people will be like, if you're getting married, you play a door at your wedding and so forth. And it's yeah, it makes sense. It's yeah, it's a big song.
0: And I think as well, it works. It works well as kind of like a counterpoint to the final song of the first disc, which of course was Forever in My Life. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have these two essentially. You know, because I mean, pretending that um, Sign of the Times is like you know one very long album doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. But if you think of it as two discs. The kind of the first album finishing with "Forever My Life" and the second one finishing with "Adore." Both times, you know, it's like Prince making a statement <laughs> about, you know, a serious relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Although, you know, that's not to say that "Adore" is not without some kind of like uh, occasional silly touches. Um, you know, where <laughs> what could you we'll, mean? <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get into that when we get through the lyrics. But yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's I mean, uh, uh, you know, such a great ballad as well. You know, like yeah. the kind of especially the horns i mean um you know on this on this whole album the horns have been you know featured quite a lot and you know they kind of they kind of make up the backbone of this this song you know it's not Mm -hmm. just um prince and kind of like a a keyboard i think is mostly the the kind of instrument that's driving the song it's also the the kind of the horn parts which kind of um you know weave in and out with what prince is singing um you know And of course, we start with a wonderful sentiment, which is until the end of time, I'll be there for you. You are my heart and mind. I truly adore you. Now, notably, I've just completely messed up the way that Prince says those because he doesn't sing it that way. He holds on different words because he says until the end of time, I'll be there for you. So, you know, he has he has certain emphasis. Um, And I just I mean, the sentiment of if God one day struck me blind, your beauty, I'd still see. Mm-hmm. Love is too weak, to define just what you mean to me.
1: I, I think that line about being blind, he's definitely touched on that before and after, I think. Like, there's a... Just off his last album, actually, where he t- says, uh, that song, look at, look at Me or Look At You, where he goes, even Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles can see your beauty. <laughs> it's like he's singing about a woman, so definitely up there. Yeah. I guess he's probably news that on someone multiple times. Or, like, up women. Hey, even vision impairment can't keep me from seeing your beauty.
0: And, of course, you know, that, that's the chorus. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, I mean, you know, the, the, the title, of course, coming from I Truly Adore You. You know, something which he will kind of vamp on later on in the song. Um, that particular phrase. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we get, you know, the first verse, which is... I mean, we should say, of course, Prince is... is Um, in his falsetto and the thing is as well the falsetto um, a bit more mature than the kind of the the early days where it was very kind of Mm -hmm. breathy and and sometimes hard to figure out what he's saying here he's got a kind of level of control over it that you know it it kind of 10 years in this is kind of what you would expect you know he's kind of he's grown even as a singer Um, and also the the range that he's singing in um, matches the range of the the tenor saxophone and the trumpet as well so they are they're kind of in the same range as him when he's singing mm-hmm. um you know which is a nice touch as well um you know and he says from the first moment i saw you ooh, i knew you were the one <laughs> and obviously i'm not i'm not saying that ooh the way prince does because you know i don't think i can match it um and i like as well when he goes that night i had to call you i was rapping until the sun came up <laughs> And it's worth saying that there's there's little touches of double track in here. So mm-hmm. when Prince sings certain lines, you get you get you know a second and a third Prince underneath, kind of doing little bits of. I think
1: throughout the entire track, he's just doing multi-tracked vocals and yeah, the harmony work and yes, the the work of like varying vuls- falsetto vocal takes. Are- Yeah, it's just really beautiful. But, uh, like, was, was like, rap emerging at this time? So, like, I can't help but imagine that he he was, like, literally rapping over the phone to this lady. Well, of course,
0: Prince had opinions on rap music, and he expressed them (laughs) in a song that was on an album that followed this that he then subsequently put on the back burner for seven years (laughs) um yeah so rap i mean rapper's delight was 1979 so rap had been around since prince's career had started but also just the phrase rapping to mean talking it was common anyway (laughs) you know but i also you know like when he says rapping uh, in that in that sense it does it does bring up the picture of like the hip teacher who decides to turn their chair around and (laughs) says let's 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 rap about sex um, so and you know I I like as well. When he says, "Telling you how fine you look." In a word, you were sex. All of my cool <laughs> attitude you took, and then of course, and it, I, like you say there is kind of like you know the multi-track vocals because yeah. when just as he says, "All of my cool attitude you took," yeah. immediately almost on top of that it goes, "My body was next," and then he goes, "You made love to me," <laughs> and then of course uh, some of the playful stuff is like when he's going, "Like you were afraid." Mm-hmm. Was you afraid of me? Was I your first? Was I your every fantasy? And when he sings every fantasy, that's where you really notice the horns because they basically mm-hmm. are playing the exact kind of, the, the same as the lyrics are singing. Um, and I like as, as well how he leads back to the chorus by just going, that's why. And and then so it makes sense that the chorus kind of follows that, that logic.
1: Uh, the lyric of, like, in a word, you are sex is, like, a really great line. And so confident, you know, so confident as, like, as a come on and as he's describing this person's, like, essence without, like, describing their looks in a way. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's just really cool.
0: Well, I, I like as well how he admits where he says, all of my cool attitude you took. You took, yeah. Yeah, and then and then of course the the body is the next thing that gets took. <laughs> yeah, like it, the like thing she's... is, he's he's not the one doing it.
1: Yeah, she's taking him down. Yeah, he's breaking.
0: So and and he's... of course I like as well when he says, "Was I was your was I your every fantasy?" As if there's a possibility yeah. that she, she may have been disappointed.
1: And 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 well, it, what's even incredible is like, what, "Was you afraid of me? Was I your first? Was I your like the the escalation from being <laughs> your first, as in like, and then like." And then jumping to was I your every fantasy, like as in potentially embodying everything this woman could want. Uh, but uh, I do like the attitude, <laughs> the, the, just breaking it down, like, so all of my cool attitude you took, my body was next. And I just like the idea of Prince's enemies planning to take him down, like, first we take his cool attitude then his yeah.
0: body <laughs> but and then of course you know obviously that the kind of that's why it leads into the until the end of time so it's really weird because it's almost like he's joining the verse and the chorus together mm-hmm. almost like he realizes just starting with the words until the end of time mm-hmm. but like he wants to give he wants to say that's why until the end of time like i just mm-hmm. love that i just love kind of taking the verse and linking it to the chorus so that mm-hmm. so it makes sense as just one sentence um and then of course you know when we get to the second verse we get the kind of Prince kind of goes into his lower register with the "When we've been making love," I only hear the sounds, and then he kind of goes back up to the falsetto for "Heavenly Angels crying," and this is where we start to get some of the multi-track because you have the tears of joy pouring down. Is kind of mm-hmm. there's a little bit of kind of someone singing ahead of Prince, and then you know yep. obviously it's Prince, but the kind and, of the layer know, in there really comes in.
1: You know, you could argue the layering. Yes, like he's doing. Like really nice intricate vocal work. There's also like uh e- the multi-tracked vocals on those lines could be like oh these are the angels literally crying. I'm representing them with these yeah. sort of upper vocal. Yeah, it's just really great. I, I mean, it's similar
0: but not exactly the same as um, as forever in my life. But because forever in my life literally has harmonies running ahead of the lead vocal. But in this yep. case, there's just occasionally the 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 kind of the the chorus behind him will kind of say the the line he's about to sing, um mm-hmm. you know and I, you know I just I I mean, the whole the whole second verse is probably my favorite thing because, you know the whole kind of tears of joy pouring down, and then when it's like underneath that you get the most, they know we know the, we they know we need each <laughs> yeah. other they know you are my fix I know that you know I ain't cheating baby this ain't serious this ain't just for fucking kicks. This condition I got, it's <laughs> crucial. You could say it's a terminal case. You could burn up my clothes, smash up my ride, and just my favourite bit. Well, mm. maybe not the ride, but I got you have your face all up in the place. <laughs> I mean, uh, I just love it. And then in the background, the background vocals are like, in, you, you know, they they sing, yeah. uh, do you know what I'm saying this evening? <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, it's just like the whole kind of smash up my ride thing is just my favourite. Because, yeah. you know, it, this is clearly like a love ballad, but at the same time, the prince yeah, isn't he, taking he, it that seriously.
1: Yeah, he's like it's actually a really good example of his range like tonally as like a songwriter that like yeah, I'm going to write this really like kind of like unsubtle in like a good way, like love ballad, but also I'm like he's not afraid to get silly while declaring his love for someone and yeah, it it makes it makes it better than just like a sort of straight-faced like I love you forever sort of deal <laughs> song.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. But I mean also I just I just loved like when he <laughs> when he's he says uh you know I like to think I'm a man of exquisite taste 100% Italian silk imported Egyptian lace nothing baby nothing could compare to your lovely face and then I just mm-hmm. you know the do you know what I'm trying to say to you this evening I'm just trying to say that I <laughs> 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 that I'll be there until the end of time I mean I I just love it I, just, I mean like at this point it's not even really kind of like a verse chorus thing because after Mm -hmm. after we get the kind of you know the whole crucial you know smash up my ride stuff you then kind of get the chorus in the background like through most of the lines um you know and and you get the kind of you know on my on my mind on my heart you know i truly adore you and uh, you know that's when he starts doing the whole i truly adore you and it's just like kind of breaking yeah. down the kind of sentence and kind of messing with like the, the length of the different words and stuff
1: yeah uh, like he's clearly like oh, this is it, probably oh, probably one of the best parts of the song where he's just kind of like playing with the melody line and kind of working against the horns in a way and sort of like uh getting higher and higher in his range and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, the,
0: with the babies the baby yeah. and then higher yeah. up <laughs> and the baby and then let really getting to the point where it it doesn't even sound like a word anymore. It just sounds like noise.
1: Yeah, which you know, uh, you know, calls back to like his earlier vocal work, as in, in falsetto. Like that that seems more like r- yeah. characteristic of that. Where, um, yeah, it was intelligible. Like it was just this really nice <laughs> note.
0: But yeah, but yeah, he's and then he comes and then he comes down by going till the end of time. I'll be there for you. <laughs> kind <laughs> of just like coming back down the road. Yeah, and and, and then of course you know. Uh, like as i wouldn't say the outro but kind of from that point on we we kind of get um you know we just get prince kind of you know kind of talking about you know yeah. um tell me <laughs> what you mean to me tell me when you wonder you know um i want to i want to show you things um uh, more more than no other um you know i want to be your more than your, more mother, your mother more than yeah. your brother yeah Which <laughs> is
1: a, a theme of his like I'll be your family, basically transcending these roles. Yeah, uh, you know,
0: without you, there is no sea, there is no shore. And then, of course, he kind of goes to the love is too weak, too defined. How much are (laughs) you, which is just like, (laughs) you know, the the kind of uh, not like he's not like um, running scales, but you just kind of going from the higher range and then coming kind of down and then kind of going back up. He's definitely doing sort of
1: like intervals where like. I think diatonic intervals which is would be major seconds major thirds and so forth like definitely yeah. you could you could teach music <laughs> to this and just go, all right, this is how you go down in <laughs> in certain intervals. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, sorry, yeah. we kind of skipped over it, but I just think like how great the line is, like, love is too weak to define. Like that, yeah. how much I adore you is just like incredible. Like, well, like, as in there's not enough, like, there are no words for, for this. In in, in, a, yeah. in in a way, like a weird defeat of admission as like a songwriter, like I, there's no words in my my vocabulary for like what I choose to express, like. Like, and, yet, and, here, and yet here's
0: seven minutes of a song to attempt to do that, that yes basically um, yeah. you know, So. <laughs> but yeah i and of course you know when he gets to the particularly the kind of like be with me darling till the end of all time like really mm-hmm. going to go going low and then mm. as we get like towards the end we get the i'll give you my heart i'll give you my mind and the way he sings the word body it sounds like he's singing body to me <laughs> like the way he says i'll give you my body I'll give you my time. And in the back you have until the end of time, like constantly being, you Mm -hmm. know, repeated. Um, And then, you know, as you get to the end of the song, it's just Prince and, you know, the the horns where he goes for all time. I am with you. You are with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he just kind of keeps saying, you are with me. And then finally kind of goes up to the the top and and Mm -hmm. sings almost matching where the the trumpet and the saxophone are when he sings the final, you are with me. And then Mm -hmm. we get that final kind of like held note And then that's the end of the album um, and the end of the song, obviously. Mm. But yeah, so I mean, the thing is, like, just a song that is, uh, you know, at this point, obviously, Prince is still with Susanna. So clearly kind of directed at her. um, And given that, you know, a year later, they wouldn't be together, clearly not completely accurate either, because it wasn't until the (laughs) end of time. It It was kind of until... Until kind of some point in 87 should have been the proper lyrics, but you know, the fact as well that when Prince started recording it, you know, the title was going to be a door and then brackets until the end of time. Mm-hmm. So like, that's kind of, and also it's worth saying as well that, you know, there was in the early two thousands, there was an idea to r- release an album called, you know, the ballads of Prince, um, uh, with the title, when two are in love, um, after obviously, you know, the, the, the most obvious ballad on the next album. Yeah. Um, a- and, a door was going to be on that because you know, it just makes sense. Uh, but apparently Warner brothers never went through with that in the end.
1: When you say like release a compilation album with just the ballads of Prince, is that what's the happening? ballads of Prince? Okay. Yeah.
0: That's, that's what, that's what they were planning on doing. Um, and um, in fact, there was a point when Prince was in dispute with Warner Brothers where he was planning on releasing a number of albums that consisted his old material, but re-recorded so that he had the masters. Yep. Um, and Adore was one of those songs that apparently he was considering re-recording. I don't know why, because, um, you know, by the time you get to like 2000, I'm not sure that the band that he was with could recreate the the kind of beauty of what uh, Eric Leeds and Atlanta Police mm-hmm. were doing on this. You know, so it would have clearly been a, uh, you know, a lesser product.
1: Maybe it would have been like an, a 90s-ified, like, door <laughs> with, <laughs> with, like, with, with a rap in it. With actual rapping yeah. on the phone.
0: <laughs> From, like, the new power generation. Halfway through it turns into that, that noise that they make on those corn songs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the song was also included on um, One Night Alone Live. Um, You know, and you know Prince basically for the rest of the eighties, he didn't really perform the song, and then we got to the end of the nineties, and then he started performing it again, and then you know it was pretty much in his set list, um, you know, for the for kind of the rest of the uh, the -hmm. rest of his career, Um, and obviously you know when he when he was doing the um, the Love Sexy Tour, um, Adore did appear, but in a very kind of (laughs) odd form um which is it was it was the start and end of a, a medley uh, which included delirious uh and Jackuoff and sister and this was um on stage this was prince's attempt to win over cat um while body boyer was attempting to say that prince is not worth um you know getting together with so, um, which is uh, very odd um, Wait, so and it's about like... It's about like a seven-minute medley.
1: Yeah, it's really weird watching that that footage. I so is Body Boyo like playing Cat's mother? Is that what's happening? And
0: I don't. I mean, I don't know. She just seems to be like someone who thinks that the song adore like it, in uh, like in the live version, the, the song adore is almost like a trick Prince is trying to play on Cat. Like he's trying to be like, yeah, i I'll love you to the end of time, but he's clearly only saying it for. You know, just to get with her. And Mm -hmm. Bonnie Boyer keeps... She has these weird things where she keeps... um, You know, as a door finishes... Cat gets onto a swing, by the way. Cat gets onto a swing that's on the stage. (laughs) Prince starts singing a door. And, not. I mean, really kind of messing with the way he delivers the lines as well. Because he just keeps kind of, like, breaking them up. Um, And then there's this weird... This kind of weird thing where... Um, Bonnie Boyer comes up and says he's a liar and a cheat and Prince is like no I'm not and he just like keeps and and then she keeps you know she... he was like
1: hey, this was his way of like showing a Broadway producer like hey I can turn these songs into narratives <laughs> right here's a mini musical of what's going on because that's what it looks like it seems like uh, so like and then so it leads into so what's the first song they go into like so it goes from a door into
0: that uh, you have the whole you know he's a liar he's a cheat and then okay. Bonnie Boyer sings this line which i love where she goes um make him buy you a brand new bmw and that's the way she says it and then prince goes no and then it turns into delirious like really yeah, yeah. quickly yeah. and it's only it's only like it's only like about you know like a minute and a half of delirious yeah and then and then it turns into jack you off while prince is like chasing cat around the stage um and then for some reason it turns yeah. into like like 35 seconds of sister yeah very odd very odd and then it kind of goes back to when cap eventually arrives back on the swing it then kind of goes back into a door um you know so i i i mean it's 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 really fun to watch because it's like you know there's a there's a lot of movement on that stage they really get around that stage they don't stay still i feel uh, like apart from cap on the swing
1: (laughs) sorry i feel like this would be like just just full disclosure this is my favorite prince song so like if i I feel like seeing that live on that on that tour would be like, oh, he's playing my favorite song, like, ever. <laughs> this is like, I got mar- quote unquote, I could have theoretically gotten married to this song or whatever, and like, turns into this weird psycho narrative, like, <laughs> oh, this is the wor- my worst wish fulfillment ever, <laughs> like
0: yeah and then and then the thing is as well when you get to the return of Adore, you don't really feel like cat has been convinced by prince during this medley um that they should get together mm-hmm. um and then the next song after that is i want to be your lover like you just hear the kind of guitars chimes start to come in and then it turns into um i want to be your lover but yeah i mean i, I don't know it's, it's funny because a isn't on uh, the sign of the times concert film that's the mm-hmm. weird thing like it's one of the few songs that isn't on there and so you know you, you don't really have like a straight performance of it yeah. on the love sexy tour you know so it's it's really odd that it's like it's the final song of this album you know and then he performs it the, the tour after And then he just changes it completely so that it's not really about what it's about. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I I mean, from Prince's point of view, obviously, if this is a song that he wrote, you know, for Susanna and then obviously, you know, by the time he's on the 1988 tour, he's not with Susanna anymore. I don't know if that changed the meaning for him. Yeah and uh, and maybe that's why when he's when he decided to stage it like he did yeah. he, he was like and not only that but it's, it's worth remembering as well that this is the first half of the of the love sexy yep. concert which is about prince's songs that are mostly about sex mm-hmm. and obviously there you know there is a, a very a very slyly hidden f-word in a door um when he says it, it ain't for kicks but he doesn't say four kicks he says something else um mm-hmm. but yeah so you know the it kind of it's odd that Prince decided to put a door in the half that is about you know the songs uh, you know as sung by Spooky Electric, um, and then kind of the spiritual awakening songs. It's not in those. I would have put a door in the second half of the concert myself, but you know it's I don't know. It's just it's just an odd choice that Prince made. But at the same time, it's one of those things where you kind of you kind of get to see the way that Prince thinks about things. Where you're like, oh, so he thinks he thinks this song now is just someone trying to. Lie, lie their way into someone else's pants like that's 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 the thought in his head that's what a door means to him
1: theoretically yeah. you could say like this man is heartbroken and the only way he knows how to get over it is like a pantomime of like his greatest love song ever, basically.
0: <laughs> I mean, the fact there as well that Prince gay, there was a number of songs from some of the times that went on to girl, the girl six mm-hmm. um, soundtrack. I mean, my favorite song off that soundtrack is actually, she spoke to me, which ended up on, um, you know, all for, for sale, the, the vault, but um, you know, you have hot thing and you have um, a door and you have the cross so Mm -hmm. so that's those are those are you know the most amount that's the most amount of songs from one album that end up on the soundtrack for girl Mm six um and the and the weirdest thing is like none of them really fit with the idea of a film about a you know a a a, basically a sex telephone operator um you know that's that's what that's what girl six is about um
1: Uh, especially the cross that like
0: unless like she finds (laughs) jesus during the film was on no she does not find Jesus during the film at all um, <laughs> That that is like literally not a thing that happens in girl 6 um, she almost gets murdered and then she gets saved um, and then she spends a lot of time on the phone to Spike Lee who I think plays her brother um, oh, yeah. yeah, no, like, there's no, there's no, like, I don't even, I mean, the weirdest thing is, if you ever watch Girls 6, you know, on the soundtrack, there's like 13 songs by Prince, uh, the final oh. of which is Girls 6, which is kind of like a bat dance style Um, end credits type song Uh but throughout the film there are just it is wall to wall Prince songs like from the start to the end all that's on in the background is Prince songs and some of them are like songs that people are listening to and others are just songs that play underneath scenes and Mm -hmm. there is and there's just so many of them there's only 13 on the soundtrack but or 12 really Um, But there's, I mean, when I remember the first time I watched it, it was just like literally Spike Lee had bought like all of Prince's albums up to that point and just kept swapping them and putting different songs on throughout the whole film. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, but I just adore feels like the like it does not fit with Girl 6 at all. Just like this narrative that Prince gives it on the Low Sexy Tour doesn't really fit (laughs) with like, it's just it's just really odd how like this song that, you know, kind of is a beautiful love ballad ends up kind of being twisted um, by both Prince himself and Spike Lee to, to, like into something completely <laughs> different. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like we need to say it, but five out of five. Um, yes,
1: like easily, five out of five. Like only rivaled by Purple Rain in its greatness, I would say, like within the pantheon of Prince songs. Th-
0: there is a, there's only one kind of cover version that I found. I found a ton of like, you know, tribute versions, which as I've said mm-hmm. so many times, I don't really count. Um, but there was mm-hmm. a version by this band called Silk, uh, like an mm-hmm. r&b outfit and it was it was released about 10 years ago um mm. and it's i mean it, it doesn't really i mean i feel like the production value is one of the things that sells adore as well so like the use of yep. the horns and the use of prince's voice now obviously silk is a boys to men style type um r&b outfit so there's more than one of them and they are doing the kind of the multi-track stuff that prince was doing uh, but yep. it's just not it's just not as good as what Prince did so you know I
1: will say like they've arranged it really well vocally as in they've broken down all the parts and yeah. and they can hit all those notes as well actually like that that's what really blew me away about their cover was like for a prince song to cover like you're not going to do a dull light. like as in you would really have to
0: think about like
1: can I carry this song and <laughs> they on a technical level they do it really well i will say that yeah i just yeah, didn't it's... i just
0: didn't connect with it i mean you know yep. It sounded like a very well polished kind of cover of the edit from the hits. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was like four minutes something, wasn't it? So um, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think we said about as much as can possibly be said about Adore. Sign of the times. Um, you know, it was a critical hit, um, but it, it didn't really sell as well as Warner Brothers had wanted. Prince had already started working on the follow up, which was which never had a name. Uh, I know that eventually people started calling it a name. But when it was in production, Prince didn't give it a name at all. Um, he just simply wanted it to be untitled. Um, and Warner Brothers obviously weren't happy with that. So they had to call it something. So they started referring to it as the Black Album. Um, and, you know, in a, a similar thing obviously happened with The Beatles, where they have the White Album, which, of course, is actually just called The Beatles. Um, and this is, you know, this is something the same with Metallica. Metallica have the Black Album, but it's not called that it's called metallica so this is something obviously that people struggle with is it's just seeing artwork with with just one single color and deciding that's what they're going to call the album and you know obviously uh, prince i i mean I, I don't want to say what his motives were for making the black album but when you listen to the songs of when you finish when you finish listening to adore and then you think that you know, the next song that you're going to listen to and then Le Grind is the next song you're going to hear and then you go from that to Cindy C which is about, you know, someone stalking a model and then Dead On It and then Bob George and then Super Funky, California Sexy like, none of those, yep. like, going from a door to all of that like, it just makes, like, it's so, it's such a kind of sharp turn um, you know, something obviously that Prince had done with a number of albums before now Um, you know especially going from like Purple Rain to Around the World in a Day but at least there you could feel like Prince was um, you know in particular with Around the World in a Day it felt like he was adding more band members and they were bringing an influence in Mm. with with the title track literally Um, but with the Black Album it feels like Prince was retreating more into Paisley Park now he had Paisley Park you know it felt like you know you went from having quite a large band with Parade uh, which you know the touring band was still quite large but most of sign of the times was prince by himself in the studio and then mm. you had paisley park where he could just record 24 hours a day and that's where you reach the black album which feels like prince kind of by himself kind of going to as he admitted himself a darker place um, and it's you know it's something obviously we won't be able to talk about until march next year because i'm going in release order um, but I yep. think it's interesting that you hear a door and you think, oh, what's Prince going to do next? You know, officially you end up with, you know, Love Sexy uh, and you end up with I Know, which kind of, I mean, it feels more like it fits within where Prince was on the track Adore. Um but, but, you know, obviously the Black Album, it's such, it's one of those things where, you know, when I was younger, uh, if I ever went to any record fairs, everyone had like a copy of the Black Album on their stand, regardless of whether or not they were like a Prince you know because there were some people who would do you know specific bands you know they'd have a lot of back catalogs from specific bands and but everybody had like a bootleg of the black album that they were selling for like 50 quid uh, you know it kind of built up this legend over the seven years before it officially got released uh, mm-hmm. but you know we will get to that next year uh, for the moment you know we have wrapped up sign of the times and you know officially we have to move on to love sexy uh, which you know uh, again was a kind of a different a different thing from prince considering you know what he'd been doing with Sign of the times um and uh, you know as as we move through the rest of the 80s prince will gradually lose band members um you know before before we get to graffiti bridge and he descend, he decides that he's going to start a new band um you know officially prince this is the first album that Prince did without a band since nineteen ninety nine. So it's it's just Prince for this this album, the next album and then the one after that before we kind of we gradually move towards um you know, what would essentially be the defining band of the rest of Prince's career because uh, yep. you know, officially until until Third Eye Girl came along, every single band that followed Prince was known as the New Power Generation, so uh, but, you know, that is a conversation for another album. So thanks for being my guest here uh, on two. Is there anything that you uh, wish to plug before we go? Uh,
1: yeah, just follow me on Twitter at uh, at on Two comedy. So at A-N-H-T-U
0: comedy. Great stuff. You can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us. Not sure what you would at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. You know, this is the end of what I would say is definitely my favorite album um mm-hmm. and obviously you've already said this is your favorite prince track so um yeah. I don't know downhill from here on I think maybe uh <laughs> it's it's
1: hard to top a door I will say that but that's not a yeah i'm not I, I, I don't expect like a door to to be to exist in the world but no
0: but anyway it was fun talking to you about a door uh on two. Right. and otherwise goodbye goodbye, bye, bye. All right, goodbye there. thanks